get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Come on, St. Louis hockey fans, stand up and cheer. The Blues are back strong. This is our year. It's the Blues turn now. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Yeah, it's the Blues turn now. With that Al McKenna slap shot, you know we can't lose. Let's do that hockey. Come on, St. Louis! All over the hockey universe, the note is the news. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 22 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. We are live on Wednesday, November 13th, 2018. Finally, it was a delayed start today for we had a lot of testing. Doing some new stuff tonight. We'll, uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, this is franchise episode number 155 all time. I'm your host, Kurt Price, and I'm here with my co-host, Bill Day and Jeff Ponder to interact with us or the show on social media. Follow us on Twitter at uh, LGB Radio. Send us tweets and we'll read them on the air. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Kurt Price. Bill's is at Billy Blue Note, and Jeff's is at JPonder94. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and the website is letsgoblues.com. If we have time later, we'll open up the show for those who want to join us on the air to talk some hockey. Uh, follow the Twitter account for that link when that happens. Uh, a couple announcements. Uh, check out the letsgoblues.com shop for uh, shirts, mugs, and stickers. And uh, I guess uh, we're only a matter of days, hours now away from the Stanley Ponder Cup Memorial Tournament, which is Saturday, November 22nd, starting at uh, two, first games at 2.20. Right, Jeff? So we so so we had the draft on Saturday, and uh, for those that listened to the show last year, um, we uh, Kurt actually ended up on my team, and I wanted to draft him this year again, but I had another strategy, and and I, I couldn't get it to work out. So Kurt and I will be facing each other yet again. You are yet again on Team Dustin Paul, listener of the show. How do you feel about your team, Kurt? I, I know very few people on the team, but I've heard it's very good. Um, it, well, it, you're on it, so I don't know about that. Well, if it goes to a shootout, we're in good shape. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we uh, we are oh 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 sorry. Um, still still working on some bugs here, everybody. Uh, so yeah, the the uh, the tournament is coming up uh, on Saturday. So if you're listening to this. Um, the week of the, let's see, week of the 12th, 13th. Uh, we'll hope to see you on the 17th on Saturday at 2 o'clock is when the show really going to get started. Uh, a couple words from a couple of us, the Ponder family. Actually, it's looking like it's just going to be me. Uh, and then we'll do a, a ceremonial puck drop. We'll do a, a national anthem, uh, which Kurt kneeled for last year. I did, didn't I? I forgot about <laughs> yes, that. You, you I forgot. I did kneel. I forgot completely about that. And no one took a took a run at me either. That's true. I'm I surprised. Can't I, was I forgot about that. McNew's gonna kill you this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. McNew's coming for you. Look out. 
so yeah, we get started. It, it started at two. Uh, raffles go all day. We got uh, uh, raffles that are uh, winners are announced throughout the day. We got some sweet stuff. I know I've mentioned a lot of the big ticket items on this podcast, but excuse me, listener to the show, and I've mentioned him before, Jason Miller. Uh, donated a couple of cool things to me over the weekend. Uh, a couple things from the PGA Championship. Uh, I think it was a, a towel and a hat, so that's pretty sweet. Um, and then uh, just a, a huge pack of liquor, uh, the Blues Vodka. Um, the, Damn near killed her. Keith, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's the Keith Kachuk pack from O'Fallon. Uh, so, yeah, real cool. There's uh, a lot of cool stuff in there. And then, like I said, we've got – Gobs of stuff. Actually, we ended up with a lot more than I thought we would because about a month ago we were looking a little scarce. So, uh, yeah, if you want to come out, two o'clock, and we go until we're going to go until one, but the tournament ends about ten ten thirty, and uh, we. Uh, uh, I'm seeing that Jason is now in our chat telling you that I hate you, hurt. Mm. So that's good to know. Uh, but yeah, we uh, we're going to be going all day, all night. Uh, starts at two, goes till one. Uh, so if you want to come up, have a beer. Uh, every beer you buy, every raffle ticket, everything goes to either one making the rink cheaper for us because you're giving them money or, uh, you are giving it straight to charity, uh, which either way it's going to charity because the cheaper the rink is, the more goes to charity. So, uh, yeah, come on out. It's going to be a great time. Looking forward to it. And Kurt, I'm playing you right off the bat. Right. So if you want to see yeah. uh, battle of LGB radio, come out for a uh, a 220 start yeah 220 start and uh how often do you play jeff what do you mean how often do i play how often do you play hockey i don't know once twice a week okay i haven't played since last tournament <laughs> okay so, well i better i better be better than you well uh that's what i'm saying right now is that i haven't played <laughs> since last tournament still gonna beat you yeah we'll see we'll see about that <laughs> we put a wager on the first game um, I'm wagering blind. You know all these guys. I don't. But uh, you got a good team. I think I'm we're not, pretty evenly I'm not, matched. I'm not willing. I'm not. I'm not going to turn down a wager. How about how about personal performance at the end of the tournament? As far as like points? Yeah, we just go points. Don't you play D? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so hey, I, it's all in good fun. All right. All right. All right. Points. I would suggest I would suggest having something for the first game, mostly because uh, that's all I'm going to be able to attend for. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. and I can be the arbiter. So let's make it something random. Okay. Whoever loses has to chug a gallon of milk. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that, that's just cruel. That's a no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if I was in high school, hey, yeah, college. Mm. We'll think of something. We'll come up with something. We'll uh, we'll tweet it out. But yeah, mm. there'll be a wager on the first game. Then Bill can Bill can even just decide who played better yeah. and can say that person wins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I will be there again, not playing. I'll I'll be collecting autographs um, <laughs> for the before the first game. Collecting so. <laughs> uh. autographs from the players, or you'll be signing autographs. No, I will be. I will be getting autographs from the players. Oh. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm just looking forward to uh, a nice casual skate uh, <laughs> around Jeff Ponder and on goal. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll I see. remember the I'm... last time I took like six months off and skated for five minutes, how bad my back hurt. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm, it's not like I'm not, I, I, I'm very active. I just, I just haven't played hockey. I'm not, I'm not you worried about. You haven't those muscles. Right. I know. I'm not worried so much about my endurance. I'm not worried about that. I'm just, I'm my hands. I haven't, I'm, I'm worried about the hands because the hands take a while to come back. So mm. we'll see. Well, you also have to remember, we talk about eras a lot on this show, comparing Jake Allen to goalies of yore. When you look at the eras that you played in and I played in, old man, we'll see which one wins. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, why, don't, why don't we go cumulative point totals for for the entire, all the Ponder tournaments put together? Oh. I, I don't want to do that one. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awful. I think I was I was second in scoring one one of them. Second yeah, you were behind my you teammate. Were. You, I think you did pretty good on my team last year. I think you had a couple goals. I had yeah, I had, I had a handful of points last year. Um, so uh, but it, it's a it's a good time for yeah. again for those that haven't come out. Um, it, we're actually from what I can tell, the people on Facebook, the people on Twitter who said they're coming, we're looking at record number of turnouts here for us, which is three people. No, I'm kidding. Uh, which is. Uh, a lot of families of the players come, which is always a lot of fun because everyone kind of has their own little cheering section. Um, and uh, it, it's just, a, again, I mean, I, I know that it's my tournament, so I, I'm not going to say it's it's awful, even if it was. But I have a, a great time every year. Everyone does. Uh, so, yeah, if you're not doing anything Saturday night, again, the, the Blues are playing the Sharks Saturday night in uh, California. The game will be on all the TVs. So if you're afraid you're going to miss the Blues game, don't worry about it. Uh, we will make sure it is playing. And, uh, yeah, it's a good time. And I do want to throw one more thing out for all the listeners out there. We have one referee right now. We need one more. So if anyone listening knows a ref or is a ref and can skate in line, please, 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 please contact me, jponder94 at gmail.com. We are paying, and I consider it to be a, a, a pretty high uh, price that we're actually paying. So, uh, you will be compensated. So yeah, we do need one more ref. So if you are listening and you have ever skated as a ref in ice or in line, or you know someone who has, please reach out to me. Uh, the official beers of episode 155. Bill, you go. You go first. <laughs> okay. I seems like I always go first on yes. this. So. I, it, it's it's yeah. yeah it's, it, it it was kind of my thing, right? It is your thing. It, it, I started I started with the different beers, uh, but. Yeah, so um, as I tweeted, uh, the nectar of the enemy, uh, Minnesota's own Sterling Brewing, because if you can't beat them, drink their beer. <laughs> Pretty sure that's uh, a saying. <laughs> that's not a bad. That's yeah. not a bad way to go for the losers. Yeah, no, it's a, a coffee bender brown ale with coffee. I'm pretty sure I've had it on the show before. Um, it was in the fridge and cold, and yeah. It's good. Uh, Jeff, what do you got? So uh, today I am drinking something from our friends at the Rizzuto Show. Uh, This is their special beer that uh, was brewed by O'Fallon Brewery out here in, uh, well, here, I'm not in Maryland Heights anymore, in Maryland Heights. Um, And uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's an amber ale. It's good. Uh, definitely if you're a fan of the Rizzuto show, I recommend picking it up to show your support, but, uh, sorry, O'Fallon, I love you guys and I love every beer you put out and I will gladly buy this again if I see it, but it's nothing too special for me. It's, uh, 
I think it's more you're paying for the label than you're paying for the beer itself. It's a nice so, looking label. No, it's a great label. It uh, they got all the the show hosts listed on there. Um, it's I mean it's good. It's not that it's a bad beer. It's just I've I've had better from O'Fallon, and I think uh, their brewers would would probably agree with me <laughs> off air. I was gonna joke, and they know it, <laughs> but mm-hmm. that's where you went with it. That yeah. Uh, no, I mean it's 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 a fine beer. It's just not. Uh, not anything that uh, you're going to taste it and be like, whoa, never had that before. I mean, it's a, it's kind of one of the more generic tastes. But, you know, again, if you're a fan of the Rizzuto show, go pick this up. Show your support. <clears throat> I'm, uh, I'm bringing to the table today a beer I've never had before. It was given to me uh, a number of days ago. Uh, Bellows Shake. It's a Marsden-style lager from uh, Charleville, Charleville Brewing Company in Missouri, St. Genevieve. Uh, it's, you know, when I first, when I first, uh, my first taste of it this evening, I, I turned to Bill and I said, I don't like this at all, <laughs> but it kind of grows on me. Like most beers do about three quarters of the way through. You're like, okay, you know, I, I, I could drink this I've some ad- more. I've adapted to the Mars and the style flavor and I'll, 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 uh, I, I could do another one, I guess, but Marsden's Oktoberfest is that's, is it? Okay. Yeah. So I and uh, yeah, I, uh, I, at first I hated it, and uh, now I actually it's not bad at all. So I'm not sure what that means. If I I imagine if you enjoy the Mars and Lagers, you you'd enjoy this. So yeah, and it's a you know it's an attractive can. It is an attractive can. I like I'm a I'm a I'm a visual guy, and I like uh, I like effort being put into labels, and uh, a significant amount of effort was put into this one. So I appreciate that. There you go. Um. Let's see. What are we going to talk about today? Uh, JR tweeted this out today. Um, Jeremy Rutherford of The Athletic. Yo's comments on Bowmeister. I want to get your guys' uh, feedback on this. And anybody in the YouTube chat that wants to kind of give their two cents on this, I know this was uh, talked about online too uh, today. But uh, Yo said, it's not fair to expect him, Bowmeister, a guy that's played for Team Canada, won Olympic gold medals. It's not fair after what he's gone through in the past year to expect him to be at that level. We have to do everything we can to help him get back to that level. He is getting there. We've seen progress. His skating is coming back to the elite level that we've seen from him. It's just a matter of the confidence, the timing, and everything coming together. Were you shoving a guitar there? <laughs> we've got to keep working on that. Oh, at that. So... Guys. Kirk, real quick, you, we, I don't know if you saw what what I tweeted, but but I think we pretty much tweeted the exact same thing. Did we? <laughs> we did. Oh, then we're in agreement. Okay, moving on to the next topic. No, I I I, uh, I I'm like, I I don't understand the the line of thinking that that you where he was coming from where. He still expects this elite level of play to be there for Bowmeister. I guess that's not surprising that he thinks that because he's been playing the minutes he's been playing him. But to be honest, I mean, I I don't know what I, we we've talked about this to death. Right. I'm almost at a loss of words now. I can't. I I I I I don't I don't understand this at all. I, he's 35 years old. He's not gonna be that 26, 27, 28 year old guy anymore. 
He's not. His age catches up with you, and you and and it is really caught up with Bowmeister. It's uh, injuries, age, whatever. Right. When when you're struggling as bad as the Blues are, you can't give him the leeway to find that to search for that. He's done. Look at the fucking record with Bowmeister in the lineup versus Bowmeister not in the lineup. That is the beginning and the end of the story. And if Mike Yo thinks differently, he should. F- he sh- and this is another point that we all agree on. He should have been fucking fired two weeks ago. That, yeah, and yeah. W- real quick, we we uh, have talked about this in nauseum about how just awful Bowmeister looks on the ice. And and again, this is kind of what you tweeted. And I tweeted. I don't know what is with this dinosaur logic that some coaches have that, well, you know, this player, uh, he used to be elite. We're going to get him back to elite. That doesn't happen without steroids or, or something that is illegal in the NHL. Jay Bomeister of 2010 is not going to, it's not going to be the same Jay Bomeister in 2018. And, and you're never going to get back to that level. Yeah, maybe he gains a step back after, uh, you know, uh, a couple rehabs or surgeries or, you know, to where he's an average defenseman. But at this age, he's not getting back to that level. It's not happening. And for Mike Yoda to, 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 to have this archaic belief that, oh, he's a veteran, he's going to get back to it, it's, it's, it's blasphemous. It's, it's erroneous. <laughs> On both counts, erroneous. <laughs> on both counts, um, you know, I, I, I think uh, the vast majority of uh, Blues Nation, Blues social media, uh, is on board. I, and and there are a few things that, and we talked about this last week. There are a few things that uh, Blues Nation uh, do pert near one hundred percent agree on, but the two things tend to be lately getting rid of Yo. And and trying to get Quinville, and Bowmeister's play. Yeah. I, I and you know when the when 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 ninety eight percent of your fan base uh, is on board with something. I you know you, you there's some there's there's substance there there's I mean there's not that many people are not going to be wrong about this kind of a thing. I it just. It's not a thing where it's like split 50-50 and there's a lot of supporters for Bowmeister, a lot of supporters for Yo. I ain't, I haven't seen one supporter for Yo. I have not seen a single person online support Yo saying, no, Yo's a good guy. We need to keep him on board. I, I have not seen these the positive support that, that Yo gets that some players get from some people, but I at all. The, so the thing that, that again, you, I mean, you read through his whole tweet. The very beginning. Uh, to expect him, Bo Meester, a guy that's played for Team Canada, won Olympic gold medals. That's not the same guy. You're you're talking about a completely different player. You look at a guy like Jeremy Roenick or Mike Madano, at the end of their careers, they were checking line forwards. They were not elite scorers at their I mean, you look at, at Jeremy Roenick, he made a great living the last three or four years of his career playing on a third, fourth line role which was fine. You know, he just wasn't that, 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 that quick skating, uh, uh, uh just mind numbingly dynamic, annoying. dynamic. Yeah. yeah. He just wasn't that guy and that's fine. And Jay Bowmeister is not that guy. So I guarantee you when, uh, I think it was with Daryl Sutter coaching the sharks when he, when, when Roenick was there, I guarantee you Roenick wasn't out there saying, or, uh, uh, Sutter wasn't saying, 
Yeah, we got Jeremy Roenick. We're expecting him to get to a 90-point level again. Uh, you know, he's going to be out there scoring big goals for us in the playoffs. No, he was a checking guy, and it's the same thing with Bowmeister. He's not a guy you can throw out in your top pairing. And for, again, maybe this is just him protecting his guy, but come on, yo, wake the fuck up. What games are you watching? I think he's playing him to his salary, which yes. you can't do. I think everybody, all the fans were over Bowmeister a year ago. We were, we knew the contract was bad. We were willing to choke it down, whatever, get rid of it if possible. But Jesus, you cannot expect him to play to his salary. He is not that guy. If that's the thought, I mean, again, Yo should be fired. He hasn't been that. He hasn't been an elite player in a few years. I don't. I don't know why all of a sudden the expectation is for him to regain that elite status. Right. It's. I know he had injury problems last year, but you know, I mean, if you're to me, if you're in the lineup, you're 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 the the expectation is to produce in some way, shape, or form, and. I know that Yo, after you know the the recent healthy scratches, Yo is pretty much saying that, oh, Bowmeister is not fully recovered from his injuries. He's still hurt and he's still recovering. I'm like, well, get the fuck out of the lineup then. Right. So I, I and, and, and which a lot of people aren't buying Yo's explanation either. That oh, he's just covering for him. He's just saving. He's just trying to uh, to save him some face because he's been playing poorly, and so they're going to blame it on an injury and, and healthy scratching for a couple of games, and the. Uh, he was in uh, what practice lines today. He was in the third second pairing, pairing, second pairing. So second. he's second. So he, I mean, I mean, Alpreco wasn't there, so maybe that's why he was in there. But um, we came, we, we were coming off a loss, mm-hmm. so that gives Yo a built-in excuse to then play Bowmeister again on yeah. the next game, right? And, and Allen, and Allen, right, right. And the the problem, the problem you're gonna run into, even if he's on the third pairing, in practice. If he and to start the game, if he's in the lineup, you know he's going to play twelve minutes in the third period because Yo doesn't <laughs> know anything else. Yeah, it's uh, the thing that that's really frustrating too is I mean you mentioned he talks about the injuries, oh his hips aren't right or whatever. Okay, maybe you say he still has some value playing eight nine minutes, sitting on the bench talking to Schmaltz. Why are you rolling him out on the first pairing? Yeah. If the guy's not healthy, I don't care who you are. You don't play that guy on the top pairing. And it, and something else that, uh, uh, oh gosh, light, sound, geometry, analog, electronics. LSGA. You call him? LSGA. Yeah. LSG. Oh, we need a, uh, an acronym for that. We need a, uh, you know, like scuba. Call him scuba. We, we see a call. Yeah, we can come up with a good nickname. <laughs> scuba. Self-contained but, uh, underwater lights, sound, geometry, and all that. Like scuba. He uh, he tweet he messaged this in the in the YouTube chat, and it might have been one of you guys that tweeted this uh, kind of same along the lines earlier. Petro he says Petro came back to life without blow the last few games too, and it, again I don't know if it was one of you guys that tweeted, but I saw that on Twitter earlier too, where you're not only just putting a guy out there who doesn't belong on the top pairing. Alex Petrangelo looks a little bit more like Alex Petrangelo without Bowmeister on his pairing. You put Petro out there with Bowmeister, 
he's useless. Right. I mean, that he's, first pairing is a joke. One of the worst in the NHL. He's uh, I'd love to do the, the math on that because it's got to be correct. But yeah, I mean, with, with Bowmeister out there, Petro doesn't even look like the same player. So not only are you adding a, a, a just a shit player on your top pairing, you're making your best defenseman look like utter shit. I, and and some people might want to argue, well, it's just one player. You know, one player is not gonna, you know, is not the 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 difference in this team being a good team or bad team. And I would counter that by saying, well, when that one player is on your top pairing on your defense, which goes up against the top line on the other team, and your your top pairing is useless with Bomeister on it, that's a huge problem. That you're you're you're. You're uh, 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 setting yourself up for a bad game, a, a disastrous uh, 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 showing against the other team's top line. So it's a big deal. And and with, if you if Bowmeister's out and you have someone else on the top line, whether it be Dunn or Edmondson or whoever, uh, it it just it just makes everything so much better, uh, top to bottom defensively. So it just screws every it screws everything up. You on, put on the Bowmeister on your top pairing. You're gonna have a bad time, <laughs> and I, I, I honestly, I honestly, he's not in the top six on this team. He shouldn't be playing at all unless there's an injury. He shouldn't be. No. Schmall should be in the lineup. I mean, yeah. he, I mean, he's had some hiccups, but not as many as Bowmeister, and not as many as Pareko. I mean, yeah, Jesus. true. That's true. Pareko's had his issues too, Pareko's, but Pareko's cost us two games with his turnovers late in the third period just bad decision making yeah but but preco brings a lot to the table otherwise too so i mean he has he has had hiccups but when we talked about him but i but he also has an upside he's not there's no upside to bowmeister right he's not an anchor an albatross what whatever metaphor you want to use right so uh, so there's that, and so social media, blue social media, was kind of outraged today, which rightfully so. And we're not alone. We're not like on an island with these right. comments. This right. is kind of like what everyone's saying. We're not outraged, and again, everybody is joined at the hip on this one. Right. Thank God. You, uh, you know, Blues Nation unite. Yes, but like uh, like Mr. Blues had tweeted, uh, everybody's united on this. Uh, what a talk goaltending. <laughs> You're right. Exactly. Oh man. I actually enjoy the goaltending conversations because there is the two factions. So I, I enjoy the back and forth. That's fun. Yes. Um, so blue power, right? <laughs> blue power. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so uh, on the, uh, was the ninth, uh, the blues, uh, blues and blues four sharks zero, which, you know, for those of you unaware, because of the, the blues, uh, win in this one, we want to bet with our good friends over at Teal town. Yeah. On uh, the show last week, we uh, made the wager. Yep. Yeah, they were on the show last week, and uh, after the fact, we uh, through the recommendation, I think it was Ray, uh, yeah. suggested a, a wager. Yes, thank you, Ray. In the YouTube chat, yeah, thanks, Ray. Um, that the the losing team would have the corresponding podcast, which I I'll associate us as a corresponding podcast for Blues and them as the corresponding podcast for the Sharks. Uh, would display the other the other uh, podcast logo on their on their show during the entire show. Uh, the next show they did. So they they do a post game show every game, so they put it up right away after the game, and initially they put up the Blues logo, but then they switched it to our logo after they discussed it and determined what we actually it didn't matter, but um, that was funny. But so that was fun. 
Uh, and so they, and I gave them an option to, if they want to do this again, cause we play them again on Saturday in San Jose. So that's fair. You know, one in St. Louis, one in San Jose. Um, I, I, I don't know if they're going to take us up on that again, because it'd be kind of, I'd feel bad if we beat them again and they had to put the logo on the, on their uh, screen again for the entire show. But, but, uh, they, they're good sports. So we appreciate it. That was fun. Um, but we'll do it again if they want to on Saturday. And I know that it, again, if, if, uh, you haven't heard that show it's a little dated now previewing that game on friday but uh man they're they know their stuff if you have any interest in learning more about the san jose sharks i recommend tuning into that show it's about the first oh we talked what about 40 minutes with them <laughs> it was a while yeah uh no, they're great and uh and the the po- well and uh, our show and then the the we had them on and then the post game show after the blues and sharks last week uh was uh, so listen to that because they uh they talked about us a little bit and they talked about the blues and sharks. It was a good listen. And if after the blues game on Saturday, you know, they'll do a post game show for that game too. So tune into there. It's Teal town USA on Twitter. And so if you're interested in listening to a podcast at one in the morning, St. Louis, <laughs> right. Tune in. Yeah, no, but it's, it's good. So, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll do a post game show and they'll talk about the, the, the blues and the sharks game and, and so, if you want to get some, uh, some, it, it, I, I always love hearing fans of other teams talk about the Blues and how and and how that the, a game matched up, how that was. So it, it's it's one thing to listen to KMOX post game on the way home from the game or whatever. I like that, but you you, 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 you get, get the perspective. You get you have a homer's perspective, and you and it's kind of a almost a tired narrative that that you're tired of, I, I personally i am I'm, I'm tired of hearing all the excuse making or the the, the fluff for the you know if, I, I get it but well, what in, they have to do and blues coverage tends to be very formulaic no matter what what you're in you watch fox sports midwest in between periods you're going to get hall of favor birdie federico's breakdown after the game you're going to get hall of hall of favor birdie federico's breakdown right and uh they'll go do an interview with somebody who says nothing substantive yeah, yeah it's it's nice to get the especially a fan's perspective yes no exactly and fans who fans who usually have oddly enough a lot more um interesting things to say right um accurate things to say than a lot of the folks right. that you might hear on tv so they're not towing the team line no they're not and they say whatever they want to say and they they, they call things that i see it traditional and now they're going to have their bias lands too because they're sharks fans but you know it's, it's i always love hearing the perspective of other teams fans about games the blues are involved in so that's always interesting to me i used to go on other forums when blues would play somebody like they play the hawks they play whoever i'd go on you know a popular discussion forum for that team and look at the game day thread and just to see what team, what they were saying about the mm-hmm. game as it went on that or the next day or whatever. That was interesting to me. Right. That, that used to be a, uh, a thing every day on let's go blues.com. I, I, it's been a while since I've, I've perused yeah. my apologies, <laughs> but, but it used to be a thing from their perspective. Yeah. I, the, and I, I think I always that, enjoyed reading that. I think the discussion forum thing doesn't get as much play nowadays. It's more right. uh, stuff it's, has really gone on social media as far as like Twitter, Facebook groups, right. Twitter group, Twitter yeah. followers, uh, Facebook groups too. Uh, um, uh, yeah. th- th- those two things are huge, and I don't think you get as much play on discussion forums nowadays. Even though the Let's Go Blues dot com forums get, you know, they get a, a decent amount of traffic, but not not like it used to be yeah. anywhere. Yeah, <clears throat> Twitter's Twitter's it for me. I I've been on Facebook once in the last two months. Um, let's see. So 
just when you think Yo is about to get fired, <laughs> the Blues go and play a game like this against the, uh, the Sharks and delay the entire process. Thanks, Obama. Um, <laughs> uh, game six of the massive seven-game homestand, and Chad Johnson got the start in net for the Blues after playing well in the 4-1 to win versus Carolina on Tuesday. Uh, Aaron Dell was in net for San Jose, and he was fantastic. Holy hell. Um, I mean, his early on, his save on Robert Thomas uh, after the failed three-on-one attempt, uh, the, 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 the thrown-out slot-across blocker. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Or, wait, blocker, this side. Yeah. Um, uh, that would, and that's the other one. <laughs> that's kind of the way the game went for the. I mean, Dell. He made a number of like right. four or five of those types of saves. Game could have easily been a blowout. Oh God, it could have been six, seven, nothing. Yeah. Um, easy. Yeah, I was, I was there actually. I was uh, pretty close to the ice and um, being able to see the way the Blues played. I, I thought they played okay. Uh, I thought the Sharks overall. Uh, they played the night before in Dallas. Uh, as we talked about on the show last week, I think they look pretty tired. Uh, they had Aaron Dell, and like you guys said, Dell, Dell played great. Uh, I thought he played really well. He kind of kept the Sharks in it, but uh, uh, just a, a nice little nice little win for the Blues. They uh, they needed that, and, and again, delaying Mike Yo's firing. We all know it's coming at some point this season, just when. Uh, right? I mean, I'm right in that, right? I mean, we're about 100% sure. That I mean, you know what? I'm going to make that claim right now. If Mike Yo is not fired by the end of the season, oh, Doug Armstrong is out on his ass. End of this, I, I, I thought you were going to say like December. Yeah, I, by I the would end say, of the I calendar would say probably year. by the new year. I, I honestly, um, I honestly think it's like game to game now. Uh, I, oh, well, yeah. I mean, maybe it's not, but I think it should be game to game now. It, it's, it's a thing where, gosh, if we shit the bed against Chicago, uh, uh tomorrow. I there's there's like well I mean what's gonna happen right I mean because yeah. we I thought that right. after the Columbus game it's well yeah. think about Chicago they they just fired one of the most successful coaches in the NHL history you go into that barn running out the same old tired bullshit of Mike Yo you get beat by a brand new head coach you know maybe that's a little extra hint that uh, change is good when your coach sucks and i hey just guys, i got great i got great news we just got followed on instagram by hockey hotties of the world i saw that <laughs> we really they have no posts though no posts oh, oh man maybe I we want to see some hockey hotties yeah send a uh tweet us your hockey hotties photos and we'll forward them on to them so they can have something to post right yeah, we, there we you go. I'll send a I, I don't think we know how that that works. Maybe it's. Maybe <laughs> I don't care if that's not how it works. <laughs> that's how it works this time. <laughs> Kurt's dictated how their, what their idea is. I've just switched beers too. I am now drinking the chocolate peanut butter porter from Horny Goat uh, Brewing Company, which I've had on the show before. I love this many, beer many times. I love this beer. So good. Um, but so yeah, the, uh, game six of the seven game homestand, um, blues got on the board first, uh, obviously <laughs> for nothing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. After some, uh, you know, Tarasenko, I don't know if he got enough credit for this goal from his work behind the net, uh, outworked the defender, um, fought for the puck and, uh, found Petrangelo in the slot who took his sweet time <laughs> and, uh, picked his spot. Beauty of a snipe. For uh, his uh, his second goal of the season, he, I, 
a good goal. I mean, I don't. Uh, I thought he was waiting too long to shoot. I'm like, oh my god! But nobody went to him, so I mean, he hit all the time in the world. Yeah, I thought I was, I was standing in my. I was. I stood up before the goal was scored, and I had enough time. I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating. To throw my arms up and yell, shoot the damn puck! <laughs> and and then he did, and he scored. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I'm glad he listened. I mean, that, that's how much time he had in the slot to pick his spot. This goal, it, you know, it came with like a, a, a little over five minutes to go in the first period, and the Blues had the Blues played very well in the period. They 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 had the better of the play in the period, dominated the period, but uh, not able to solve Dell, who I said made a number of good saves. Um, had the Blues gone into intermission, tied nothing, nothing, zero zero, um, and say Petro didn't score there, um, that you know that may have given San Jose a little bit of a okay, we had a shitty period. And our we're still scoreless. Saved our ass. Right, we're Let's still tied. Play for him. Right, we're still tied. So this goal, that goal was big in that game. I think because you know uh, they were a few minutes away from going into the intermission with a with a tie after playing a bad period on the road, um, and uh, but now they're trailing. So that that you know that could have played into how the second period went. Uh, Blues added their second goal, uh, their first goal in the uh, second period. O'Reilly kept his point streak going at nine games, ending his eighth of the season. Uh, more good work by Tarasenko, might I add. Working the puck to the front from behind the net. Uh, what's with Tarasenko's work behind the net, by the way? Uh, he found uh, uh, scored a free to Schwartz, who found O'Reilly at the side of the net, and basically had an open net that Dell damn near made the save on. Yeah. Which I mean, he reaches across with that glove, and it went off the what do you call that piece between the thumb and the and the and the, the wrist part, the flat part, um, the, the the piece the, of leather. Not the cheater. Um, Not the cheater, but the uh, whatever it was. Uh, it seemed like it went off that uh, that yeah. portion the of love. It the, it's the epidermis. The, the, the hemoglobin. <laughs> it went off the hemoglobin. <laughs> <laughs> and it, uh, yeah, he damn near made the save, and that would have been a phenomenal save. So again, Dell was right there, and he and and that was. Uh, I I see. We Dell's played against us before. I remember having the same damn conversation about Dell, how good he was in that game, but the Blues won. Right. Remember that? I, I, this was last season, maybe. Yeah. So um, I, I remember and, everything you say, Kurt. Thank so, you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's always worth listening when you talk. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, you know, and you know, the thing about Dell, I mean, he's a little undersized too, right, Bill? Isn't well, he like right, five that's, nine? That, no, he no he, he he his official listing I think is six foot, but against the rest of the league now he looks tiny. Right. He, well, they said the same thing about Chris Mason. Chris right. Mason wasn't six foot one. Right. He's he is definitely an undersized goalie, but um, I don't know. I I, I guess I didn't he's athletic. Enough. He's he's very athletic, um, and thank God I don't remember hearing it. But uh, I, I'm surprised I didn't hear the uh, little guy with gumption. <laughs> oh God, I you know wh- why do I start to why do I hate that now? I. I it's just used too much. I don't know. Why do I hate that? Um, so Schwartz scores later on uh, on a bit of a give and go kind of with Bozak. Uh, Schwartz got a step on the defender and and uh, Bozak fed him a perfect pass in front and Schwartz buried it uh, right on top of uh, Dell. Uh, didn't have much of a chance on that one. So uh, good to get Schwartz on the board uh, with another goal. And Steen rounded out the scoring in the third. Uh, scoring his fifth of the season on a strange hot potato kind of like a, a puck uh, that nobody could corral. Loose puck seemed to find Steen in behind the D who uh, 
who quickly slipped it past Dell. I think uh, I think if you're a Sharks fan, you throw your hands up here and just turn the TV off the way this game was going because the Blues, this was the fourth goal of the game. It was just a that, – that goal was the kind of goal that goes in on a team that's just not – playing very well right so and that's the kind of goal that was going in on the blues early in the season just like oh my god come on and the yeah. teal town guys uh have been hard on the sharks d this season they said they've been just bad defensively and i thought of that when i saw that goal i'm like oh that didn't look very good <laughs> um yeah and, and i mean well i want to talk about steen so bill if you have anything to say about the sharks defense go ahead um no i mean i this is the first look I've had at them with Carlson and Burns, and Carlson was pedestrian. I thought, yeah, I, he yeah, didn't I want to talk about that too. So yeah. let's let's forget about Steen for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think that uh, yeah, that and that's something uh, that's something that uh, uh, Scuba said in the uh, in the YouTube chat. <laughs> Good uh, call Carlson back. Good back. <laughs> looks, yeah, Carlson looks like a shell. They saying, which he's right. I mean. Uh, I, I went, uh, so my, my, one of my really good friends is a, is a Sharks fan from Chicago. Tell me how that makes sense. But he, uh, so I went with him and, and he, uh, he was telling me that Carlson is just, he still thinks that the, no matter what the Sharks win that trade, because they really gave up really nothing. Dylan for, for Carlson. Yeah. It was just not anything that impressive. So at the end of the day, it was worth the risk, but uh, he's just like, man, I've watched a lot of Sharks games and he just that that swagger he had in Ottawa. He just did not bring it with him to California. And I think it's because maybe he's just we've seen this with players in the past. They they're the, the one gun, one of the lone guns on the team. Not that Ottawa doesn't have a couple good complimentary players, at, at least before they traded everyone. Uh, but he's not he's not the guy that's relied on anymore. That's you got Burns, you got Couture, you got hurdle uh timo myers having a great year he's not the guy that's relied on to carry the offense anymore so he just looks like bill said very pedestrian out there and, and it's kind of shocking when you see the way he used to just light up the eastern conference every season chris from the uh the teal town uh webcast actually just tweeted out uh two minutes ago said did the sharks trade their team defense to nashville <laughs> so again there you know he's knocking the sharks d and uh i guess nashville had a good night i didn't check the scores defensively well we we talked about the uh um the lack of goal scoring from that defense last week uh except for burns justin, burns has been turning it, up it, it's yeah it's burns and, and justin braun i think are the only ones that have scored a, a goal for them I, I could be wrong on that but i know it, going into that game there's only two defensemen that had scored a goal for the sharks you look at that defense and you say yeah, Burns obviously, but then you got Carlson, Braun who can shoot the puck. Um, they got uh, Vlasic had a great offensive year last year. They just were, have not looked impressive this year. And maybe it'll, it's just a slow start situation. But right now, uh, if I'm a Sharks fan, I'm worried. Uh, Johnson was good in this game. Uh, Chad Johnson, Blues goalie, he uh, made the save. I mean, he wasn't. He didn't have a ton of chances where he. You know, had to make some great saves, right. but it was he wasn't challenged like Aaron Dell was at the other end. But right. he made saves. Right, he made the saves he was supposed to. Made a couple of nice ones. Yeah. Uh, although, I mean, and he did his job he, in this game. Yeah, 
It's it was refreshing as a Blues fan <laughs> right. to see a goalie make the saves. It was refreshing to see a goalie make the saves after the def- the defense didn't make the perfect play in front of him. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, we talked was that last week we talked about the the Petro turnover that led to a goal thirty seconds later, and all of a sudden it's oh yeah, that was Petro's fault, not Allen's. Doesn't matter what Allen does on that play. Uh, no, yeah, there, there, I can't pinpoint one specific moment, but I'm sure there were times when the blues defense looked poor, but Johnson made the save. And at the end of the day, that's all you can ask from your goalie. Yeah, no. And, and, and we, uh, I think the social media, we had a conversation, uh, just yesterday, uh, about this, every, there are mistakes made during hockey games all the time, all the time. It's just a matter of how many you can keep out of your net. Come see one of my games. Yeah, which we'll talk about. You know, but, <laughs> come uh, see us play on Saturday. Come see him play on Saturday. Yeah, when they we'll see they'll, you'll see a lot of uh, uh, forced errors by uh, Ponder's team <laughs> when they play our team. Yeah. <laughs> see, I talk all this shit now, and we're gonna lose like eight nothing. <laughs> uh, I talk shit like, oh yeah, I've been playing for years. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, that's right. I never learned how to skate or shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a natural. I'm a prodigy. <laughs> So after that game, hang the, on a second. Yeah, okay. I brought up earlier. I wanted to talk about Steen. Oh, I we, thought you said forget so, about Steen. Yeah. So we we, we, we don't we want to talk er- about Steen. We talked earlier about, and I know that Steen's kind of a, a, a in front of the firing squad right now in, in terms of Blues fans. Um, depends who you ask. Depends who you ask. Kind of def- we've kind of defended him on this show a little bit. Uh, definitely not worth the contract. But oh. I, I think this season and even toward the latter end of last season. Um, I, 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 we talked about Bo Meester and, and I made the comparison to Roenick and Madonna at the end of their careers. Steen doesn't have that lightning speed anymore. He doesn't have the ability to just fly up the neutral zone and, and create a play. But I feel like what he's doing now is he's, he's setting himself up really well in the offensive zone. Uh, when you watch him play, He's uh he's hitting the boards for passes when he needs to. He's positioning himself uh in the faceoff circles for a, a, either a, a shot or a, a pass in front or a slide back to the D. Um, I, I think he's always kind of done that, but it's more noticeable to me now. And I feel like he is, you know, you always hear about the work ethic in a guy like him. And I feel like, you know, say what you want about him. He's still trying to remain relevant in the NHL, and he's still doing what he can to lead the Blues and and be a veteran presence out there. And uh, I, I've I've uh, I've actually been impressed with his game this this year. I don't I don't uh, I don't have any love lost for for Alexander Steen. I, I think that uh, for what he can bring to the team and what he can do at his age, he's doing everything he can. Uh, yeah, he's not going to live up to that contract, but. I think he's doing a, a good enough job and, and doing everything he can as a third line winger. Uh, on the 11th, which was on a Sunday afternoon game. I hate, hate Sunday afternoon games. If you're going to play a Sunday game, make it at night. I don't know. I, I the, the whole daytime thing, I get the you know, veterans day. I get it, but you know, make it a night game. Cause there's football on the day. Not that I'm a big football fan or anything, but you know, just, just, I don't know. I actually forgot the game was going on. I, I I knew it was starting at two. I knew that, but time got away from me during the day, and I just didn't realize it was two o'clock. And all of a sudden, I checked my phone, and oh, uh, Mr. Blues Hat tweeted something out. 
And he says something like, game on. I'm like, game- oh, shit. It's two o- It's like 2.09. And so I, I turned the TV on, and it, uh, I'd missed like a minute and a half. I'm like, oh, good. I didn't miss too much, but fuck. Yeah, I saw your tweet. <laughs> I didn't miss the start of the game. I had pretty much been on the couch since 6 in the morning. Uh, watching soccer all morning and then the blues game that's so, a fun day oh yeah i it was the laziest <laughs> sunday i have had in a long long time i love the occasional lazy day man you feel guilty for a while and then you're just like fuck it i needed that i feels good my lazy day is always when the blues and that's why i like saturday afternoon games i I'm, i agree with you on the sunday there's just something about a sunday afternoon game that i don't like but when the blues play on a saturday afternoon at like one or two o'clock that whole day, I'm just vegging out, and I love it. I hate. I I actually I, I I with a passion. I can't stand afternoon playoff games. Yeah. Oh, playoff I, games. I agree. I hate them. It's just like, 100%. oh, come on. Yeah. It, it. They never seem to work out. For one, we we do not have a very good uh, organizational record for uh, success on. Uh, weekend afternoon games and yeah it just you have the rest of the night to stew about it or get drunk about it hockey's a night game hockey's a nighttime sport yeah i will say when they have the uh when the teams are, are like when there's a, a a beat like a team wins the the series in an afternoon it just feels weird it feels weird to see a series end at like four o'clock on a saturday um, so on the 11th, the Blues played the Wild. And, uh... Did you, they, though? Well, they were... <laughs> uh, you know, Chad Johnson got the start, um, his third in a row, due to his solid play and because of Allen's anything but solid play. And we now, I think, with this game, officially have what the kids refer to nowadays as a goalie controversy with this start. So three in a row, you know, a backup's playing much better than the starter, Whatever. Right. But it it's a goalie controversy because we don't want one, but it's a goalie controversy that we need. <laughs> he earned. Oh, yeah. He, he earned the start. So it wasn't controversial that he started. It's that he's now taken over no he was he was the guy that was signed to be the backup and not not the 1a 1b that we've had over the last couple of seasons he was the guy that was going to ride the pine most of the year probably not get any back-to-back starts if the season goes well and he's starting his third in a row and that's what's controversial well that's that was carter hutton and and look at how carter hutton ran with that and now we're starting to see chad johnson i mean eventually you need to look and say why is the backup constantly in the mix for the starting role? Why is that happening with this one team that's had the same starter for the last four years? Right. I forget who it was I saw on Twitter, but somebody tweeted, uh, Jake Allen should retire and become a goalie coach because he's really good <laughs> at making backups into starters. Right. Yeah. It's the same stupid story, different stupid year. Yeah. I, it, it, I, I don't know how many times... Everyone knows the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. I think Blues fans should know that definition if, if anyone should. But yes, we are uh, insane. But, but with with Allen, it's it with this game. You know, this start it happened again because I mean, uh, I, I just I just. Uh, 
<laughs> that yeah that that sums it up for me. Are are you guys okay? Yes or no? Are you guys confident with Allen and Net? Answer is no. No. Are you guys more confident with Johnson and Net? Yes. Right now, yes. Now imagine how the team feels. Right. I mean, the team. How how does the team feel? I mean, the team has to feel has to be in the same boat. So, if Allen gets to start tomorrow against the Hawks, you know, against a division rival, and Allen gets a net, who knows how it's going to go? No, I, I, that's why, the thing why would you do that to him? Let him hey, go, oh, I, let I guarantee him go out there you, and get torched by Kane. I guarantee you, he starts tomorrow. Uh, There's not a question about doubt in my mind because because there it's a good opportunity to get Allen back in the net after a loss. You know, there's no like you know Alan, Johnson didn't shut out the Wild, so and he's 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 not, I mean Allen's had some rest, time to get his game back, which he never had in the first place. <laughs> but, so I, I I I seriously had the thought when Chad Johnson signed here on July 1st, I just imagined him getting the call from Doug Armstrong. Hey, yeah, man, you know we've we've signed you. You know your your agent and I worked it out. We're good to go. I've just imagined, I had this image and I still think of it, of him hanging the phone up and just hot damn, I'm going to be a starter by the end of next season. (laughs) I mean, right? Any backup is just champing at the bit to be a blues backup goalie because you're going to up your value because your starter is not going to be starting a lot of the season because he can't handle it. Allen's going to start tomorrow, and Bowmeister gets back in the lineup. I guarantee to you. And yeah. we lose nine to two. <laughs> I just, I, yeah, I, 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 it's going to happen, and I'm going to see that tweet go out in the morning. Jr. and Korak, they're going to put out that you know, Bowmeister is in the, you know, the lineup, and I'm like, oh, it's just okay. Here we go. We'll see what happens. Maybe he's got that elite level back in his game. <laughs> Finally, after three years. So um, Rick Grimes who, who brought up we... a, a good point there in the YouTube chat. He says, uh, Allen sucks, but in, in his defense, Johnson had three straight starts without Jabo. Sure, it's and a, that is actually a, that's a fair point. It's a com right. And it it it's a it's a combination. I I and okay, but that's a good that's a good point too that he made, Rick Grimes, which I hate your series now, by the way, because you're dead. The the uh, <laughs> spoiler alert. It 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 sucks now. Um, it sucked for the past couple of years. But anyway, uh, yeah. So it, what Yo should do is he should start Johnson with Bowmaster in the lineup. Allen's probably like, "Come on, Yo, you put Bowmaster in the lineup when I'm playing. You're not don't put him when he's when uh, Johnson's playing." So you're saying. Science experiment. Science experiment. Well, what the? Why the fuck not? I mean, Yo seems to be doing all kinds of other shit out there. But He's, you're 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 also advocating for Jay Bobeister to be in the lineup. I'm not advocating. I'm yeah, just saying. I'm just saying like this is what Yo should do uh, to, no, to, to appease Allen. You should advocate the the opposite. Start Allen tomorrow, which you know I'm not a fan and of. But keep Bobeister out of the lineup. Right. No, I I yeah, I guess yes, fine to do that. But I, I think I get where you're going with that, that Yo is more likely to do the latter or the former. I think I think because we lost, Sorry. even though it was a winnable game, I think because we lost, he is going to 
Okay, we lost. Changes. Yep. Lots of changes. Lots of changes. We'll get some folks back in the lineup that haven't played in a while. We'll get Bo Meester in. We'll put Allen back in, which because he's the number one. Got to give it, gotta give it back to him for whatever reason. Um, Bo Meester's a veteran. Got to give it back to him. I will. I I, I, I am so confident that Bo Meester and Allen are going to play tomorrow. So confident. Oh, I am too. I'm that, with you. No doubt in my mind. 100%. No, and that's that. And we, you know, I mentioned earlier the archaic dinosaur thinking from coaches. It's not just Mike Yo. Right. It's well, we might have looked pretty good against the Sharks and eh against the Wild. That means I gotta bring back in my veterans and my starting goalie. Almost thirty-one coaches in the NHL would would do that, and it's just no. You, you don't have to do that. Just shuffle things up a little bit i mean we already we're gonna see maroon come back in which is fine uh oh, you know, yeah he wasn't, he wasn't an issue on the ice but he'll start tomorrow to throw, too oh yeah he should he power, probably should he probably should start tomorrow the power play sucks since he's been out yeah that's true that has not good been very point. good and he probably should start i i think he should get back in lineup but uh not and uh, you know what if bowmeister and allen both play tomorrow and we lose and we don't look good in losing um i i I'm going to say this, but I mean, it's just like a broken record at this point. Yo should be fired. <laughs> he really should be. If the sun rises tomorrow morning, Yo should be fired. You're just giving away points. <laughs> You're giving away points by, by, I mean, okay. Maybe, uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we'll, with Bowmeister and Allen in lineup, we'll win tomorrow. Maybe we look impressive. That'd be fantastic. And, and like really confuse <laughs> Blue's Twitter. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm very curious. Uh, I'm, I'm anxious to see the tweets tomorrow about who's who's going to be in the lineup, and then I'm really looking forward to tomorrow night's game. I am just just to see how the team plays, and how Bowmeister and Allen play, and to see their reaction after the game and what happens. Just all kinds of things. Who knows how they're going to go? I'm just very anxious yeah. for tomorrow's game. Yeah, we're, we're getting we're getting ahead of ourselves. We are. I want to I want to talk more about this too, but um, yeah, the thing that I I look at is you're coming off a homestand where you were four and three. You don't pull out a win tomorrow. There needs to be a change. Uh, you know, the mo- I think the most frustrating thing about the 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 Wild game was that it was a winnable home game, and it was against a good team, a team we're chasing. They played an incredible first period. Yeah, and a team we just lost to. So right. it would have been good to like get that win back. Uh, all kinds of reasons to to win this game. And uh, it was a pretty I, – I thought it was a pretty even game. I don't think the Wild played near as well as they did the first time I played them. I thought we played no. much better too. I thought it was like, – and so we met in the middle. Um, but it – it uh, aside for some – you know, a, a sloppy play early in the second period and some opportunistic Wild goals and a failed clearing attempt in the third – you know that did him in, but I think uh, other than that, I think the Blues played a decent game. I thought that uh, Dubnik was really good. I mean, uh, he he stole the game in the first period. Yeah, it was really another well. game where the Blues could have. Well, Robert Thomas could have had three goals in that game, and Dubnik robbed him. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I thought Johnson was fine in this game. <laughs> I I didn't. I mean, aside from his save percentage being poor, which. You know, he didn't. He allowed you know three goals on what was it, eighteen, twenty right. shots, whatever it was. I don't know. Right, the Blues totally outchanced Minnesota. Oh yeah, um, and I guess you know what the Allen fanboys have said: if if Allen was in net, you know, hard to win a game when you only score two goals, right? 
<laughs> so, um, well, the the two back to back goals, you know, I think the that yeah. the the first goal rattled him, and he was not centered. Like he totally got out of position on the uh, uh, Ekman or uh, that the first one was Erickson. Uh, first one was Parise's goal. Always get that wrong. I'll, yeah, Ek. That's a weird. Erickson. Erickson Ek. It's a weird name. Yeah. I like saying it, Erickson Eck. It's, it's fun yeah. to say. Yeah, it's yeah. I I I immediately go to Ekman Larson. Oliver Ekman Oliver Ekman Larson Eck. Yeah. <laughs> this is such a but, weird naming convention. Yeah. So uh, the the first goal, the Parise goal. Um, was it uh, a pass from Parise? Niederreiter was trying to pass back to Parise as he cut to the net. And the puck was partially blocked by Thomas. The puck fluttered in the air. Johnson didn't pick it up. It was off and then went off the crossbar. Right to Parise, who had a really nice play. I mean, it was a fantastic play by Parise to settle the puck because it was bouncing and fluttering. Knocked it down, settled it, and spun around and slapped backhander and scored. Um, that's the kind of goal that goes in on Allen. Yeah. I, when I first saw it, I'm like, well, that's an Allen goal. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's just a fluky kind of a – it was a fluky goal. Um, and I think uh, uh, who I don't know who the defenseman was Edmondson maybe uh, it looked like it kind of I thought it went off him at first but it, I don't think it did um, I don't think Johnson he's expecting a shot and it fluttered over his shoulder and it was just yeah weird so whatever um, on the second goal like what a second 20, later 25 seconds <laughs> 25 seconds later um, Blues turned the puck over at center the wild work back into the and into the zone and none of the blues players picked up anyone. This was, this was like a, a, a goal where the blues were still looking at the scoreboard to see how the first goal was scored. Mm-hmm. Um, because then it didn't something anybody knew the play was starting. Um, the, uh, the shot came from the left wing. Johnson made the save and the rebound was in the low slot and two wild players were basically all alone in front of the net. Either one could have had probably had this goal and, and, uh, uh, Erickson scored his first goal of the season all alone. Nobody on him. He could have retaped his blade right. in the time that, and, and then shot it, and and he still would have scored. Yeah, and I thought I thought uh, Johnson over overslid, and it, yeah, it, I mean, it, well, he, it was it was a two on empty net, pretty much. Yeah, you know, there was a defender to the left side, but he was out of the play, and yeah. uh, and I don't know who it was. Was it Edmondson again? Maybe, but he was behind the play. I, I, that was a weird goal. It was just they were still announcing the first goal, yeah. and it was just yeah, yeah. Bill, I'm glad to hear you say that because I uh, wanted to ask you if you thought that Johnson kind of overplayed that. Yeah, I, I like I said, I think he was rattled, um, had completely, you know, it, it. They came down quickly, and yeah, he I, he overreacted to the, uh, you know, to the puck coming in and got out of position. But but isn't it the goalie's thing to say, oh, I made the save, you get the rebound. The defender, <laughs> is that a popular goalie thing to say? Hey, it, it, I made the save. Is. Rebounds on you guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I'm not gonna lie. I've used that line <laughs> many many times. I think I've life. heard you use that line. Yeah. So you've heard worse too. I yeah. Uh, I have. Oh, I've heard way worse from you. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, the. Midway through the period, the Blues did tie it after a 
Terrific saucer pass from Schwartz to Petrangelo breaking in on the right wing, who let a a BB go that beat Dubnik's side, uh, stick side over the pad. I thought Dubnik's positioning was perfect. Top of the crease, uh, he wasn't too far east to west. He was good. Petrangelo's shot just smoked him, though. Mm-hmm. He just he couldn't react in time. So uh, I thought that wait. was a fantastic goal. Great setup. Um, nice play. Wait, I, wait. What kind of shot was it from Petrangelo? A BB. A BB, and it was a one timer. It was a no. He settled was it? it. He settled did, it first. Did he? Okay. Yeah, because the pass came from the left. If he one timed to pass from his left, and he's a righty. Yeah. Okay. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. No, he settled it. I mean, he settled it in shot. It was a, it, it was it was a good transition. So. It was an inappropriate play on his part to settle the puck, though. Well, you try one, one timing. You know no, how it is. No, no, no. One I'm, timing. I'm it, it was appropriate this time because he was he uh, overhandles the puck. Every oh, I know, I know. Time. But Petrangelo was ahead of the play, and so Schwartz is Schwartz is behind Petrangelo, passing to him, and Schwartz is back to Petrangelo's left. So if Petrangelo tries to one time a shot that's coming this way, yeah, that's pert near. That's impossible. It's hard to. Uh, it's hard to do. It is. It's very hard to do. NHL 94. They need to do it. <laughs> right. Well, you hold down the sl- the hold down the shot button. You just cocked until it's ready. Right. But yeah, no. I, I, he I settled it. Shot. I'm and, confusing it. I'm confusing it with other things. Okay. It was it was a it was a nice. I th- I, I thought it was a play where uh, uh, Dubnik did absolutely everything right, and Petrangelo just smoked him, which is was fun to see. Um. So the third period. The third goal, unfortunately for Pareko, ended up being the game winner for the Wild. Uh, Pareko had the puck on his stick with an opportunity to clear, but he hesitated. He 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 had he had the puck. It looked like he was gonna like. His instincts were to just right at the middle, clear the puck right at the middle, and then but he changed his mind. And at the last second, can't go right up the middle. Coach said that. Well, I know, but the thing is that when you're when you're as a player when you're in the middle already. Just slap it out. See, I think he's. I think that probably got into his head, and always you say off the boards and out, right? Off the boards and out. Don't clear it the middle. That's mainly if you're in the corners. Mm-hmm. Don't clear it through the middle. Every if time you're in the middle. If you're in the middle and there's pressure on you, get rid of it. He was. He was in the can. high slot. You're right. Slap it out, and he didn't do that. So he. It looked like he had the opportunity to, and he did, but he then he changed his angle and tried to go off the boards and it was because he changed his angle and hesitated for a millisecond it got blocked and then that and then but a second and a half later two seconds later it's it's in the net which i mean as a defenders and players in general are it's hammered into their heads do not clear the puck up the middle every time because bad things happen and I can see why he thought that, but at this point, you have to just get it out. It's a it's a division game. It's tied. What eight minutes into the third period? It's getting late. You, don't just get it out. Just it, get it out. Right. And and do you think somehow the play back in Montreal where he was along the boards and said I can't go up the middle and did go up the middle and they right. scored with. Two seconds ago. Yeah, true. Do you think that played into that? Uh, maybe. I, I who knows what 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 goes on in closed door meetings and watching video and hammering into the players' heads. But, um, 
I don't know, man. If if, if I, I, I if there's a guy on you and you're you're you've got an opportunity to get the puck out up the middle, which in that case you're a high slot. You've got there's not gonna there shouldn't be a defender in the middle of the ice. The defender should be on the points. I'm guessing there should have been room in the middle to clear it. I I man, I I had to look at the replay. I'm at that point slap it out. Just slap. I mean, there's a guy on you. Don't don't dick around with it. Just right. slap it out. He you hesitated have to, try to handle the puck. And and going up the boards, if he had gotten the shot away, might have been okay. But the it got blocked. That's the problem. He hesitated, and that get, if he had gone boards right away, maybe it gets out. But he hesitated. Right. He went middle. Nope. And then it got blocked. And uh, you keep saying that word hesitated. He hesitated. Did. He did. That is Petrangelo is the worst at that. Well, when, he, when he's got the puck in the offensive zone at the blue line, he hesitates way all the too time. much. Sure, and and I think that's just a theme that that needs to be somehow beaten out of the defense of this team. Do not hesitate. Make a quick play. Well, and that's where the ever popular term that's like the past three or four years, hockey sense, comes into play. <laughs> <laughs> the one, the overused, the term that somebody came up with, ooh, hockey sense. Let's use that every five seconds. Um, I, it comes into play. I mean, you, it's, that's a thing where you have it or you don't, and it's like it, like instinct, bang, 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 reaction type stuff. So, um, yeah, I that and and he should have gone up the middle. Woulda, coulda, shoulda, right? I mean, if it didn't work out, you should in the other way. But um, because he hesitated, that's that was the problem. And we've lost Ponder. He's no longer here. He got tired of us. Yeah, and I don't even, uh, he didn't even send us a text or anything. What the hell? So, Jeff, where yeah. are you? Well, uh, lucky listeners, show just got a whole hell of a lot better. <laughs> uh, I'm going to text him. He did, he did say something earlier about echoing again. I, I, fi- I tried to fix that, though. Yeah. So. Well, maybe you made it worse. I, I didn't kick him out. And maybe you kicked him out. So, Steen had the overtime basically on his stick with, what, 20-some seconds to go. Uh, Couldn't get it over the uh, outstretched glove of Dubnik, who made a fantastic save. Uh, Okay, there's two two schools of thought here. If you're a Wild fan, I guess you say Dubnik made an amazing save and saved the game. If you're a Blues fan, you say Steen should have roofed it. Yeah. So, which I think... and I, I tweeted this out um, that uh, <laughs> I tweeted this out um, that if Steen had time, he had he had a second or two to because he, he, uh, he to corral it to corral it mm-hmm. to to plant corral to corral plant and shoot and to roof it and to pick a spot. He rushed. He it. he rushed it. He was when he got the puck. He was still skating backwards and he fired it. It was going in. And it was I don't know a foot off foot and a half off the off the rink something like that, uh, but he didn't get it up near as high as he needed to. And I think if he had realized he had time, planted, corralled, shot, he would have uh, had a much better chance of scoring. Yeah, <clears throat> but that little bit of hesitation could have also given Dubnik the opportunity to get the glove up quickly. Well, Dubnik was on his belly. Sliding across, it was he was sliding across low. I guess he could have recovered and came up a little yeah. bit, but he was. I mean, when he made the save, he was like on his. Yeah. He was leaning forward. Yeah, I don't. You may be right, but I, I, from what I gather, when I remember watching it, he, he, was stretched out like this and down yeah. like 
stretch. I don't know. Yeah. My take, and maybe it's the goalie bias, was it was a hell of a save. It was a hell of a save. Fantastic save. Great save. But as a see, this is the interesting perspective. You being a goalie and me being a forward, I'm like, no. Here's how you score in that play, and Bill's like, no, it's just a good save. Give the give the goalie credit. <laughs> no, it was a fantastic save. It was, yeah. and a lot of goalies don't make that save. Yeah, no. But no. there was there was a lot not to shoot at <laughs> on that play. There was. Ah, uh, there's Jeff. Hey guys. Hey. Yeah, my uh, my Hangout uh, was acting up, so I tried to exit out, and then Google Chrome crashed. <laughs> so that was uh, the the fun of the joys of podcasting. Let me tell you. Why do you? You know, it's it's always you know what? It's always you. You you got the echoes going on. Your Chrome is crashing. Your Hangouts is acting up. My God. I know, man. It's ridiculous. It I uh, I don't even know what to do about it. I think I'm just gonna office space my computer at some point if anybody wants to donate a uh reliable computer to jeff ponder just contact the show and we'll get it over to him right away that would be nice thank you i appreciate it no problem i'm sure there's a lot of computers out there that would be perfectly serviceable that some folks just want to get rid of let's do it bring it on over folks so uh petrangelo's comments after the game we did uh recap this uh game jeff while you were off the air uh, we just finished talking about Steen's chance on Dubnik with like 20 plus to go. That was phenomenal. Um, yeah. I'm with Bill. Maybe it's because I'm a defenseman, but uh, yeah, that's a uh, give credit to the goalie play right there. That was phenomenal. Yeah, and there was a lot of net to shoot at. Anyway, <laughs> there was a lot of net to shoot at, but at the same time, I mean, Steen it was a bad angle a too. Shot. He looked up and saw how much net he had. And he didn't expect it to close as quick as it did. And I, I've been critical of a lot of the Blues forwards, too, of not getting the shot off quick enough. So I'll, I'll say that because Steen did get the shot off very quick, which was needed. And it was going in, and Dubnik got over and made a fantastic save. So, you know, I mean, I, because it didn't work out, I'm, I'm nitpicking. But, uh, you know, Steen did a fantastic job of getting the puck on net quickly, very quickly. But it just did not work out. Uh, Petrangelo's comments after the game, which uh, caused a shitstorm of fury after uh, the Minnesota game. Korak tweeted out, Lou Korak tweeted out, uh, Petrangelo said this, a couple mistakes. Friend of the show, Lou Korak. Friend of the show, Lou Korak, yes, because Jeff did have an interview series guest. He did interview uh, Mr. Lou Korak for the summer interview series on Let's Go Blues Radio. If you'd like to check out that that episode, uh, please do so on the... uh, Past episodes of Let's Go Blue. What episode number is that? Twenty from I guess like oh, 15. Please. Like I remember. <laughs> oh. Not that important. <laughs> not that good of a friend of the show. Nah, he's a good friend. He's a great friend of the show. Come on. It's he, just uh, you no. know, the numbers, it's arbitrary. Yeah, if you subscribe to the podcast or just go to the website let'sgoblues.com, you can check out the uh, interview with uh and a number of the other interviews that Jeff did over the summer with uh, some notable folks. Good stuff. And stay tuned next summer for something just as exciting. Hmm. Look at that. It's November and I'm already tweeting. I'm already teasing the summer. Next summer. Wow. You got a long time to come up with something good. No, I got something. <laughs> I already got it in mind. So Petrangelo said after the game, a couple mistakes, but no one would score in the league if people didn't make mistakes, right? Mistakes are going to happen. Teams are going to score. It's just how we respond. Uh, I thought in the second period, we did a good job of responding in the second half. Twitter. Blues Twitter, generally speaking, uh, vast majority uh, were pissed. Uh, examples. 
at John L eight seven two seven said, uh, "Wow, what a captain! So the Blues are supposed to make mistakes so the other team can score goals, or else there wouldn't uh, be goals scored." A man we love, and man we love goals against. Not what Petro said, but okay. Uh, Noah Daves or at real Dave at real deal Daves twenty seven said. LOL, he's got a hell of a lot of business captaining this team. He doesn't give a damn. At Mike Tricky said, Jesus, I hate this guy the more and more he talks. And at RW Lang, does this does Petro really care about losing? He's way too ho-hum for our captain. The C has to be removed. And it goes on and on and on, that kind of thing. So I want to get your guys' feedback. I kind of generally, I'll give my take, and you guys can just go crazy with this if you want. I generally speaking, I understand why people's knee-jerk reaction to this would be that. But in my my take on this is that he was just kind of he's just saying how hockey is. Hockey is a game. I don't, people don't want to say this, and this is not really talked about too much. But hockey is a game of mistakes, and how people capitalize on the other team's mistakes. Um, if every team played a perfect game, you'd have a bunch of zero-zero games going in overtime all the time. So. I don't uh, understand. I, I think people just don't quite understand what he was getting at. I, I, I guess they don't want that kind of an attitude from a captain. But really, he's just being com- uh, brutally honest about how hockey's played. What would you yeah, guys say? Yeah, and as a defenseman who makes multiple mistakes a game, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I can vouch for it. No, and to be honest, no, you're right. Um, I didn't take any offense to that. I saw that uh, right after it was tweeted and excuse me, my thoughts on that were, were very uh, parallel to yours. Um, you know, something that, that, that a lot of people complain about, and I'm one of them, that players are just too robotic in their interviews nowadays. I mean, you hear the same lines over and over and over, and getting a little honesty out of a player, which I think is what this is, I had no problems with. Um I mean, we, we say it all the time. And, and again, I know I'm just a men's league player, but we say it all the time. Like, man, if we didn't make those two costly mistakes in the second period, we would have won that game. And uh, he's saying the same thing here. Um, you know, they did a good job of responding. They just, you know, couldn't pull it out there because they had a couple mistakes. I, I had no problem with these comments. Um, you know, Bill, maybe you – want to be the uh the contrarian here but uh but i have zero problem with what he said i i actually enjoyed his honesty in uh, uh what it's like to play the game so i'm not going to be contrarian because i i do tend to agree with you but i i think the problem with with it right now is just how much praise ryan o'reilly is getting for his passion for the game and how it shows on his face the pain after a loss like that and that's you've got the the two very stark differences there you know with with o'reilly just you know i putting in so much time and effort and and maybe it's the holy shit that i just get traded to the next buffalo <laughs> um but but he's so many people have have already anointed o'reilly the the go-to captain and we've also heard that about steen is the real leader of this team look Shen. at what he's doing yeah you know the the uh, gentleman that we uh, uh 
on Twitter from Buffalo basically responded to a thread that we were involved in about um, O'Reilly. And Chad some, D. Domenesis? Yes, yes. And Chad, uh, uh, somebody said uh, something about uh, giving Ryan O'Reilly uh, a letter, assistant, you know, captain or a captain. And he came back with uh, just my two cents or something like that, saying that uh, with my experience with Riley, uh, don't give him a letter, just let him just let him play. Yeah. And so basically saying that that might not be a good thing for him, which, you know, I I, I understand the sentiment, and I, I, I get it that I, I would love uh, uh, Petrangelo and Pareko to, to play and talk like Pronger. Or you know, or talk like Hall and play like Pronger. I would love that. I, I love the sound bites Hall used to give, even though they were inappropriate half the time. Um, that was entertaining to me. I loved it. Um, and uh, Pronger style on the ice, I loved the badass in front of the goal. I loved. I wish Preko would play that way. You know, uh, break with, a stick over a yeah, person every other game. Take or a few so. penalties. Be a mean ass and, and make players think twice about going to the middle. I, I would love that, but that's not the player that Petrangelo is. That's not the player that Preko is. I think asking either one of them to show that kind of emotion is asking them to be something they're not. It's not going to happen. Um, I, I understand wanting uh, comments to maybe be more like O'Reilly's, but I also uh, I, I, I heard his comments, and I thought, oh, that's that's different. I, okay, I get it. That's Wow. So I appreciated that because it was different. Like, Jeff said it was not a canned response. It was, it was something that was uh, uh, actually honest and truthful and not really helpful in a, in right. a way. But it was it was honest about things. It, it, that's how hockey. That's that's what hockey. Hockey is. There's uh, there's bad passes left and right. There's um, uh, miscommunications left and right. Missed assignments left and right. There's all kinds of stuff going on during a game. Um, and bad bounces, uh, uh, mishandles, everything. So I, there are mistakes all over the place. So it's just a matter of who can capitalize generally on the most mistakes from the other team. Well, and let's face it too, with uh, the, the O'Reilly versus Petrangelo versus Steen versus Shen captain talk. I mean, at the end of the day, we can sit here all we want and say, well, O'Reilly was saying the right things and uh, look at the way he skates up and down the ice. Look at the way he's taking charge. I mean, you mentioned what Chad uh, Dominicus had, had tweeted uh, us about that. But on top of that, just the thought that, you know, O'Reilly, from what he told us in, uh, when we first uh, had him on to to do the uh, the interview after the, um, the O'Reilly trade, you know, he said that O'Reilly is the kind of guy that's going to say, yeah, that was my fault. I shouldn't have done that. He's very hard on himself, which, you know, is could be a, a good leadership quality. But at the end of the day, we don't know what's going on in that locker room. We can say all we want. Yeah, Petrangelo said this, uh, and that's just not something a captain says. Well, how do you know what the hell he's saying behind closed doors? That's something we'll never know. Uh, David Backus, people praised him for his leadership. How do you know he wasn't in the locker room saying all the wrong things and intermissions? I mean, we we don't know who the true leaders of this locker room is. We can act like it all we want, and we can say, well, this guy plays with heart, but... You know, it, it all comes down to who gets the most respect in the locker room. Who is the guy that's, that's you know, okay, yeah, if I have an issue, I'm going to go to this guy. That's the kind of stuff that they look for in leaders. And, and uh, how do you know Petrangelo's not that guy? You know, it was why, uh, 
You know who was widely regarded as a good locker room guy? Eric Brewer. Eric Brewer. Eric Brewer. Yep. <laughs> he, was, he was supposed to be a – they always talked about him as being a great locker room guy. I'm not sure if that was a way to shut up some of the fans that were – or the critics of him on the ice because, oh, well, yeah, he's playing shit on the ice, but he's a good locker room guy. The, the part of the game that you can never right. witness. You, you can never. He is the best in the league at it. You can never verify this comment, but he is the best in the league in the locker room. He and Mark Bergevin. Thank you very much. Uh, why do you bring up that? Mark Bergevin, Mark Bergevin makes everyone laugh in the locker room, so he's he's okay. And he makes everybody laugh at the NHL meetings. <laughs> and he throws Shh. he throws pucks and goals. He does cool stuff. <laughs> Trades your best defenseman. That was against the Sharks, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. It was. It was that series. The old uh, Nolan. Um, I, I still can't get past Bergevin <laughs> trading Subban. <laughs> and then trading for Andrew Saar. Didn't they say uh, Subban has more games played than... Uh, than uh, 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 Shay Weber, Weber has. Oh yeah. yeah, Weber's fucking injured all the time. <laughs> more goals scored than games played. That's uh, more goals for scored for uh, Subban than games. Weber has games played. Yeah. Um. So there was a uh, this was posted on Twitter. Goalie performances at five on five relative to shooter quality and shot locations. Jake Allen leads for the, the league for the 2018 2019 season. Uh, this is by Micah Blake McCurdy at Ineffective Math, which is not a very uh, <laughs> a encouraging uh, Twitter handle. He is, but he is a an, an advanced stats leader, right? And it's hockeyviz.com, hockeyviz.com. This is where it comes from. So this is it's got every goalie in here, and it's observed goals for per 100 block shots and expected goals per 100 block shots. And Allen is uh, uh, fourth. Well, it depends how you look at it. Like third worst, maybe fourth worst. Who's um, behind him? Uh, Subban, Quick, uh, and Schneider barely. Yeah. So, although Schneider's expected less, and uh, so Schneider's worse. Yeah. So, uh, so Allen's like fourth. Fourth worst in the NHL, and it's not even close. They're 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 up by themselves. And the rest of the pack is down in the middle, uh, more or less. So th- that was interesting um, to look at. So and, and it's not just shots going in; it's uh, uh, shot quality is taken into consideration too. So it's not just uh, you know like they they can take into consideration uh, location and quality shot and bad goal and stuff like that. So you can look at that if you like. It's hockeybiz.com, which I yeah it, it's pretty much. Allen is where we expect him to be, and Johnson is on the good side. He's favorably um, for expected goals against on a hundred block shot on block shots, and uh, also on uh, he's fairly low on the observed goals for for one hundred block shots. So he's in the top what third? Yeah. Yeah, and if you if you don't you know don't really dig the advanced stats. Jake Allen's save percentage is eighty-eight point five. Yeah, if you don't like advanced stats and the like, the old school stats, the, they're not good either. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's the defense, Bill. It's the defense. It's always a defense. It's always a defense. Yep. That's what that's what uh, Pondro is here. Is it's the defense. <laughs> I do hear that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, so before we get into the next topic, I do want to. Uh, or unless you guys you guys have anything else to say about Allen? No. 
done. I'm tired of Alan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to get into Mike Yo, something that we talk about every week. Um, and hopefully by this time next week, we're talking about new head coach for the St. Louis Blues. Ooh. A statistic that, uh, that bothers me. Um, and that's his, we talked about this, I think, last week or two weeks ago. His record against the Central Division is atrocious. Uh, well, you look at, okay, so over, since, since he was hired by the Blues, 17, 18, and 7. Not winning. Obviously, last year, you can say, well, they weren't a playoff team last year, so you can factor that in all you want. This year, he's won three and three. And last year, in a full season, 11, 12, and three. So it wasn't for that that great run they had at the end of uh, the 2016-2017 season when he took over. He went five, three, and one in that stretch. So uh, for the last two years, he is 12, 15, and six against and, the Central Division. Yeah. And that's not good. You're well, not going to make the playoffs with a record like that against. And yes, the Central, I still say, is, is the most competitive division, at least in the NHL, if not all of sports. But you got to win those games. I mean, we talk about, I, I know I didn't get to chime a lot in the, in the uh, Minnesota game, but, you know, a lot of people were saying, well, it's just a tough luck loss that's going to happen. Yeah, it was a good game. You know, uh, you know you're not going to win them all. But when you started out as weak as you did against Winnipeg and Chicago to start the year, you have got to win that game. You have to win those Central Division games. And they're not doing it uh, under Mike Yo. And it's just, again, you, you, you have what? Uh, 6, 12, 18, uh, uh, what, 36 games on average against your division every year? You have a losing record in those games. Guess what? You're not making the playoffs. And as long as Mike Yo has been the head coach, this team has not had a winning record against Central Division. Well, his we've talked about his the his finishes in the Central over the past what five years, whatever it is, six years. He's fourth, fourth, fifth, fourth, fourth. He's he's not good in the Central. He he can't he which his record against the Central is not shouldn't be surprising because he. His teams don't finish high in the central. They finish near the bottom, you know, fourth, fifth. And as long as that trend continues, the other trend is going to continue. He continues to drop games against the central. He's not going to be finishing higher than fifth or sixth in which, the division. Which brings me to the point I brought up a couple shows ago. Why? Why is Yo? being given any slack on his leash here why is he what has he ever won to to warrant being here still right it, look at this point i mean shit this horse is dead we've beaten it <laughs> everybody on twitter's beaten it jeff beats it all day but <laughs> all day long the I work from home, folks. <laughs> the most honest man. Is on that a leather podcast. chair you're sitting in? Probably gets a, probably gets a little sweaty. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it it used to be all black. <laughs> uh, 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 anyway, those the, salt stains. 
I mean, from sweat. The show is from not from not derailed. from not wearing pants when you sit in your leather chair. The show is off the rails. <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> At this point, what we can hope for is that Tom Doug Armstrong has gone to Tom Stillman and said, "Yes, we do need to make this move. Can you make it happen?" Stillman is talking with the investors to see is there any way we can afford Quenville? What what do we need to do to do it? Things are happening behind the scenes. This is well, what we have to be able to hope at this point. We've uh, the the and it was we did some research and I assume others have too. This is out. I don't know, but for the blue the Blues would need to get permission from the Blackhawks to talk to Quinville about being hired by the Blues. So, um, assuming the Blues wanted to, because Quinville still has some time on his contract, he's up. I think he's paid through next season, right? So six million a season is what he makes. So the Blues would have to take that on, and then I assume Quinville would want an extension on that contract to then you know to sign here. He'd want a, another year or two, whatever. So that I mean, I don't think right. he, he'd want that security. It, it's it's right. It's it's logical. Sure. But but eh, but so anyway, maybe maybe he just says pay me out. Maybe may, doubtful, but maybe maybe. But so it, it really comes down to if the Blackhawks would the Blackhawks give the Blues permission to talk to Quinville about coaching the Blues. I mean, now in, in Chicago's. It would benefit Chicago because they would be wouldn't be on the hook for six million dollars, right. the 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 prorated for this year and then and the next year too, so they wouldn't have to they'd save what ten million dollars or whatever, right. ten plus About, yeah so that's substantial, or you know or do they let or they, or do they just eat that and so the Blues can't talk to him or who else is going to talk to him right. Because that I'm the sure Blues aren't going to be the only team that's not. No, 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 the door, no. They won't right? be. They won't be. And uh, Lance from the Drop Podcast tweeted out said that he thinks there'll be a lot more teams in the offseason, maybe, but not the same teams necessarily because the Blues continue to tread water or or play under par. They're not going to keep you all season. They can't. So they're gonna they're gonna go to somebody else this season. So that, or, unless the Blues go into an interim coach. And then Quinville, if Quinville is not coaching anywhere and it's still available in the offseason, then that's a possibility then. But um, who was it? Dreger uh, tweeted out that uh, Quinville was interested in coaching again this season, mm-hmm. but it's going to take a little bit of time off. So he wants to coach this year, this season, according to what is being said. So according right. to that if there's, you believe that he won't be around in the off season to hire right there's there's no rush in the immediate term for him for him no i i mean why well, he can he can he can have his pick from a lot of teams if he wants to wait wait you know until they come around right and the blues you know <laughs> assuming you, chicago you to, wants to let him talk to those teams right and and you have to believe that the perception around the league at this point is that the blues are desperate sure and if you're Quenville, you can name your, you know, you can probably price yourself out of the blues pretty easily. Maybe if he wants the extension. I mean, because really, he's under contract still. Someone has to, 
either the, the Blackhawks are paying this existing contract for this year and next, or whoever he signs with right. uh, there, takes on he, that contract. Right. He has no no reason sure. to negotiate lower pay. Oh, I agree. And he because he can sit at home and do nothing for six million dollars next season. My God. Be well, nice. That'd be nice. Be nice. Yeah. Holy cow. We've we've lived the wrong kind of life. I yeah, apparently yeah. we should be smart enough to be head coaches in the NHL. A good ones. I Okay, so Quinville clearly has his choice on, on what he can do here. And I'm uh I mean I, I we talked about it last week that that if he wants to just write out this contract, he can. Um he gets to choose where he's going to go to. Well, um, assuming Chicago lets him talk to, to those teams. What's that? Assuming Chicago lets him talk to whoever he wants to go to. No, I know. I agree. But what I'm saying is if, if uh, the Blues say, hey, listen, we, we're going to uh, hire you. We're going to um, you know, give you an extension for three years after we're contracts at now. Whatever they want to say, he can say, you know what? I'm, uh, I'm going to the Hall of Fame one day. I'm, I've won my Stanley Cups. It's got to be a perfect fit for me. He might say, the St. Louis Blues are not a good fit for me. I don't want to coach that style. I, I look at the players in your roster. They don't fit my makeup. I don't want to work under Doug Armstrong. Whatever he says. I'm tired of um, not having a number one goalie. <laughs> yeah. yeah get, get yourself a number one goalie first and then come talk to me. That's actually um, a very good point. You never know. The most important position on the ice, and the Blues are lacking. So. Lacking desperately. I mean, they're you're talking bottom of the barrel in yep. the league. Yep. Um, at this point, Jacob Markstrom is out playing him, and going into the season, I said he was the weakest starting goalie in the league. Uh, but no, it, it really is up to Quinville. He could easily come back and say, "I'm not going to coach this year. Next year, I want to go to a Canadian team. I want to go on the West Coast. Whatever. It, it's completely up to him." And that's the thing that sucks here. You're not you're not getting a guy who's still chasing a cup. You're not getting a guy who maybe has one cup and is like, I want one more. I mean, Quinville has three Stanley Cups. That's and again, what? I know every coach wants to win again. You you get that one win and you want to do it again and again and again. But at the end of the day, Quinville can say, you know what? I want to go coach Connor McDavid. And the Blues are just gonna have to say, Okay, well then we gotta go another route. And it, and you just have to hope that he wants to come here. If you were a, it, if you were a head coach, Jeff, and you had a chance to win a Stanley Cup in a city and it would be their first Stanley Cup. That's that would be very intriguing to me. That would be something special. Ask Barry Trotz. Right. Exactly. Um I think and, and the fact that he coached her before and couldn't get it done. Do you, I mean there's a there's a probably a pretty good possibility that Quinville feels that there's unfinished business here, maybe. I would think so. And, and, you know, it's easy for us to sit here and say, yeah, I would want to coach a team in a city that's never won a cup and lead them that. It's easy for us to say that because we live in St. Louis. We're Blues fans. Well, but I, th- I think I think it's a legitimate thing. Like like uh, the, I think the, you're right. Like uh, with uh, the coach of the Cubs, head coach of the Cubs, I, I, the manager, I, I that has, that's a cool thing. I mean, well, they've won one before, but it's been like 100 forever years. But when they won that World Series, it was, wow, that he took them to the first World Series in 107 or eight years, whatever it was. 
That's amazing. That's fantastic. That city is never going to forget that moment. Like with Cardinals baseball, you know, it's 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 not to get on baseball here, but you know, the Cardinals won eleven world championships. If we win another one, hey, it's fantastic. We're ballistic out of our minds, happy. However, it kind of blends in with the rest of them. You know what I mean? That first yeah. one is going to be special. No, you're right. You're right. And I, I think that that is again. We you know we I, I mentioned Barry Trotz. I, I'm sure that's something. You know, not to get grim here, but I'm sure that in his last days, he's going to be thinking about that a lot. And, and you got to figure that's something that stands out of him as a pinnacle, not only in his career, but his life. And uh, if Quinville can do the same thing, I mean, Quinville, he did it in Chicago. You know, yeah, I mean, right. he, he witnessed it in Chicago. So maybe he does say, yeah, I want to do that again. And I want to do it in St. Louis, where I've already coached, where I'm already a legend. And where uh, uh, people still respect me, at least I would think he thinks that. I mean, you got to figure the man has social media at some point. Uh, yeah, I would. I mean, because it he, would factor in for us. You got to figure it would probably factor in for him. He won a president's trophy here, and there were high expectations for a number of his teams, and they didn't go over the hump. Unfinished business, right? I, I and I think I mean I don't know that that may not factor into his thinking at all, but I would. Right. I would think that maybe it it's a, it's a good possibility it does. If it does, does you know, I, he's got to make the uh, calculation. Does this team have what it takes to win? Right. And and the answer is not with the goaltender. No, I think with the rest of the team, yes. I think even with the the defensive issues they've had, I think with, I think it's I think it's there. I think mm-hmm. Pareko, Petrangelo, Edmondson. I think that that core is is solid. Um. Uh, not you know with their issues this year withstanding, um, but yeah, it, like it, the goaltending is a huge question mark, um, and not something that a head coach is going to necessarily fix. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're likely to get a boost in play, which happened with Yo. It happens with all kinds of coaches that team plays better with a new coach for a while. That all that tends to happen a lot. So, um, and whether that continues to carry on, I don't. I have no idea. But, um, and who knows what Quenville's thoughts are on the goaltending? I mean, maybe he'd want to make a move when he comes on board. I, you know, apparently though, uh, Armstrong has final say in all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, and apparently who is a healthy scratch too, because, uh, I, I, yo seems to not have a lot of control over that. Well, at this point, good. No, I agree to a point. Um, I think uh, I, I mean if if Armstrong is that great of a player guy, you know, why aren't you a head coach? You know, as opposed to a GM, which whatever. Uh, our next show is uh, well, there's a game Wednesday, so it's either going to be Tuesday or a post game show on Wednesday. It's Wednesday before Thanksgiving, right? It's Wednesday, Thursday's Thanksgiving. It's so maybe a Tuesday show again, yeah, maybe. Because yeah, um, I'm probably gonna go out drinking on Wednesday. <laughs> just um, thinking. Uh, Friday, Black I'm available. Friday. Yeah, yeah. I I have to be good this year because <laughs> I have my. You told me that, but that's yeah. not until later. Right. I I don't want to be completely hungover <laughs> to get re drunk. <laughs> that's that's the best part about being hungover. Is you start drink- oh, I'm drinking again. I haven't sobered up yet. Yeah. <laughs> You know what really helps hangovers? Cocaine. Ah. Yeah. That's where it's at. <laughs> Let me know how it is. Yeah. 
for sure. I treasure I'll, I'll I treasure that piece of skin between my nose. My, I'm gonna keep it. I'll let you know how my cocaine filled Thanksgiving goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something are you deep fry your turkey? Because something tells me that could go bad real quick. Oh, I'm not handling the turkey. May, oh, whoever, if they're deep frying the turkey, make sure they completely thaw it first. Because if you do not completely thaw, it a, becomes a rocket. It becomes a it becomes a bomb, basically. Yeah. yeah. You, you don't you know, water and, and hot grease don't mix. Hot yeah. oil, yeah. no. Uh, so yeah, maybe next Tuesday we'll we'll talk about it. Um, probably next Tuesday, I guess, because yeah, Wednesday and that's so. and we can do a whole segment on turkey do's and don'ts. Yes, our Thanksgiving <laughs> show. Yeah, information you didn't ask for, we'll give it to you. Yes. Um, are you off Wednesday or you work Wednesday? I am working. Me too. And my kids are off Wednesday. It's like God. Thanks, thanks, school system yeah. for throwing yeah, a wrench in the works. Jesus Christ, that I, sucks, I mean, doesn't it? I'm off Thursday and Friday, but oh, now I got to make arrangements for Wednesday. Thanks, thank you for an extra day. I'm sure the kids yeah. love it, yeah. but Friday, Fridays, I'm, I have to. So the office will close by one, but I'm not going in and I'm not going to pretend to work from home. So I have to spend eight hours of vacation time to not go in for five hours. <laughs> I hate it. Hey, isn't it supposed to snow tomorrow night? Like uh, six or seven inches? Yes. Like a lot? So I'm probably Ooh. working from home on Thursday. Oh, well. So I, I'm, uh, yeah, maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll, uh, maybe my work will call off. Yeah, I work at university, so they they tend to call off school sometimes on heavy snows, and I I benefit from that. Yeah, yeah, I don't really have that luxury because again, I work from home, so uh, I've tried using that excuse. Ah, yeah, bad traffic. That's why I oh, shit, I tripped I can't down that. the stairs. <laughs> there was a one person pileup. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I tell you what, there was so much traffic between the bedroom and my desk chair. Oh, it was awful. You wore the a cat, path. The dog, the kid, they were all in my way. First world problems. Mm-hmm. You should, uh, you should complain to your pen pal in Ethiopia about that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Starving <laughs> Marvin. Marvin. Yeah. That is wrong. <laughs> Why am I laughing at that? I'm not... South Park. I'm not, I don't, yeah, I don't watch. Classic, I'm not, classic I don't, South Park. I, I used to watch South Park. I don't. I. How old? How old is that? Uh, that was fourth season, probably. Oh, I was. I don't oh, know if I was, was watching that. Was like, that was like 99, 2000-ish. Yeah. Really? I was, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. It was pretty old. One of my favorite lines from that show that still gets me every time is the first time they talk to Starvin' Marvin. And they say, hey, what's your name? And he says, and, and they go, I think he said his name's Marvin. <laughs> I think that's racist. That's somehow that's racist. Oh, definitely. I may have to cut that out. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Racist or classist or something inappropriate. We'll, it's non PC. We'll people that uh, Luke Korak came on and, and he was the one that said that. Wow. Take that, Lou. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> on that. Or, you know what? Let's just blame Petrangelo or. Allen, like no, the defense. Yeah, the defense. Win the defense. It's all you. It's always the defense's fault. Yep. I don't care what. If, Are, do you it, guys? If the turkey is dry worry, on Thanksgiving, blame the Blues defense. Do you guys <laughs> worry that that we've just recorded the same show over and over this season? Yes. Well, yes. you know what? <laughs> if the Blues uh, continue to throw out the same broken record uh, uh, every every game with you know, uh, well, not every game, but 
when you know every so often, hey, Bowmeister is back in the lineup for whatever reason. Yeah, sure, we'll talk about it. Yeah, it, it's this has been a Groundhog Day kind of season. It I really has. Like. We we need to get like a board with a a, a wager, take bets on when uh, Yo will be fired. Like calendar of days, everyone picks a date. And then whoever gets that date to win something. That should be a thing. When's Maybe the, we'll do that. When, yeah. When's a date with Kurt Price? You, 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 you submit a buck via PayPal or whatever in Google Pay. And then uh, everyone, that up. everyone picks a day. And then whoever gets it right. It, it's it's like the pregnancy thing. Yes, in, exactly. In pool. Same thing. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. Pool. Yeah, pregnancy pool. We'll have a Yule pool. <laughs> and then and and, and uh, the winner gets like whatever 80 percent of it then the rest of it goes to uh whatever joel quinville's salary or 100 percent of it, whatever yeah yeah exactly maybe we'll do that maybe we'll tweet that out and get some interest yeah. it'd be kind of fun is that illegal no that, it's not no. gambling no it's, not, it's, it's not legal gambling. now because of sports betting right i have no idea it's not it's not gambling jeff it's not it's not gambling it's for fun it's it's like fantasy football it's fun for funsies. Right. Donate it to charity and, and it's all good. Uh, crappy goalie tweets out, at, uh, said in the YouTube chat, uh, 11, 15, 18, I wish. Uh, that's, uh, that's that's Thursday. Yeah. That, that's a real good that bet is, there, Jason. That is. That uh, is. Thursday morning, like 1030. Yep. <laughs> press, you, com- press conference scheduled at noon. Right. Before and they, you go on the West Coast swing. Right. After the bad loss to Chicago. Uh, it's tweeted out, oh, Blues are in a press conference at noon, and he was fired. Oh, yeah. My goodness. <laughs> if he gets fired before the Ponder tournament, I'm going to get so wasted after our <laughs> games are over. I know it. <laughs> uh, Rick Grimes says November 24th. That's a good bet. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, to I, I I actually do this. I'm going to have some fun with this. We'll, have a, we'll find an online uh, pool calendar thing and... See how easy that is. So, Rick Grimes, is that November 24th after the Blues lose to the Jets? That's a tough back to back. You get you get midnight to noon. Or yeah. you get to 12, midnight to midnight. You get 24 hours. So, that's that is such next week is such a tough week. <laughs> I know, isn't it? I it's, saw the schedule the other day. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Someone's getting fired yeah. <laughs> next week. So, I mean, this this is an impossible stretch. Vegas, so Chicago. But Vegas isn't playing that great. Vegas isn't playing great, but back-to-back at San Jose. Yeah. Well, they're not playing that well either. I mean, they're okay. Wait. They're better than what Teal Town says, I think. Yeah, some, something's not right on my calendar because they've got – this says Blues back-to-back <laughs> four games in a row, according <laughs> to the Google download. That would be a record. Yeah, that would. Um, but anyway – uh, I got it right here. Vegas. It yeah, is uh, Vegas, San Jose Sunday off. Then L.A. back here. L.A. is terrible though, and but yeah. Nashville. Nashville is the uh, the, the the two Wednesdays. Right, back to back Wednesdays. Chicago and Nashville. So that that's kind of like the the bookends for a of so Chicago and then Vegas on Friday and. So I think the thing is, if they lose to bad teams, not bad teams, but teams that are underperforming like Vegas and, and San Jose and a bad team in L.A., if they like lose two or three, I mean, 
how how far do we go with this? You know, man, I, mean, I, 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 I just, you guys are saying these bad teams, this team's not playing well. Where are the Blues at in the standings? All these teams are better than the Blues. I, I, I'm not, not saying, I'm not, not saying LA. we're playing fantastic. I'm just saying that we're playing teams that, uh, our expectation, uh, Vegas, well, okay, Vegas and San Jose, they're in the same boat as we are. They, ex- they had high expectations this season. So LA, did they have high expectations? They're terrible. They had higher expectations kind of. because higher. they had Kobold And Nashville is obviously a cup fa- a contender Played. favorite of them, many. But so uh, that that's that's gonna be a rough one in Nashville. My God, I'd love to go to that game. <laughs> yeah, LA, LA is on third string goalie at this point. Quicks out. Campbell got injured, and yeah, so they're they're struggling. They're hurting. Holy yeah, Budai. yeah. They're they're back to Peter Budai. Yeah. And his Ned Flanders mask. All right. Well. <laughs> yeah. I yeah I I think it's we we say this all the time it's like oh my gosh look at these games coming up if we don't win like so many it's like uh yo's fired yeah he should be fired on, anyway on on the flip side if he somehow manages to come out like winning seventy five percent of the next two weeks maybe he deserves another chance no I did just say that true. <laughs> <laughs> no, Fucking well, Bill. I just don't. I don't Rick, have the faith that that can happen. Rick Grimes said uh, we're off the twenty fifth, twenty sixth, and twenty seventh. So he says yes after the loss to the Jets. So I'm on the twenty fifth. You fire a coach on a Sunday, on the Lord's Day, the Large Day. You know, fire a coach. He, he Who fires a coach on the Large Day? <laughs> Anybody Gettikers fan? Yeah, Gettikers? No, it's, it's, the Large Day. Yeah. They're it, closed. If you can't shop at Gettikers on on that day, you shouldn't be firing coaches on that day. Yeah. Can't <laughs> can't get Chick-fil-A. No, you oh well, that's yeah. I haven't had Chick-fil-A in years. Yeah. I've met Steve Gettiker. Have you? I have a, that's a good way to end the show right there. I have a I have a story. <laughs> I have a story about uh him that I will show you off the air with you. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. That I've heard. Rumors. If Gettikers would like to sponsor Let's Go Blues Radio, you can tweet us at LGB Radio. <laughs> all good things. It's all funny stories. Yes. Like, hey, I went to buy a TV and this happened. <laughs> I don't think that's it. No, I don't think so. I think you know what it is, actually. I, I think I told you. You probably have. You probably did tell me. Uh, all my best stories come from Bill. That's not true either. No, that's not true at all. Um... So, yes, that will do it for this week's episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Which was very similar, except we didn't have guests to last week's episode. Right. No guests and no open the show for uh, listeners. Sorry. Sorry. And I'm in St. St. Louis instead of New Jersey. Yes, you are in St. Louis. No New Jersey. Welcome back, by the way. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be back. Uh, So, yeah, tune in next week for when we bitch about Jay Bobeaster. Uh, talk about when Mike Yeo will be fired. When will the Blues hire Joel Quinville? And why is Jake Allen still the starting goalie for the Blues? Tune in next week for all of those great commentary. I'm going to start uh, giving the whole uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle uh, ending for the show. Like to give two alternate titles to the next show for whatever reason they did that. Now here's something you'll really like. <laughs> now here's something you really enjoy. Yeah, I like, that's good stuff. What what did that mean at the end of that show? Uh, the Rocky at the end of every show. Tune in next week for um, whose beer is this? Or um, let's go blues. What is, they did that? The two titles. What does that mean? I I never understood that as a kid. I think that was always kind of their shtick. I know, I guess, but 
Okay. Yeah. It confused me as a child. <laughs> and apparently still as an adult. It, 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 and as an adult, it still does. It, it was never explained to me, so I don't. I still have that question. Plagues Kurt to this day. I, I, want, the, I want the answer. I'll look it up eventually. Uh, Rick Grimes, Groundhog Day Radio. <laughs> that's us. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's One not of my our, favorite movies of all time. It's not our fault. It's just the blues just need to get the sugar off the pot at, with this at this point. Just come on. Uh, for, and for that matter, why is Eric Brewer still the captain? I, you've got me. Ugh. Bring back Pronger. Uh, for Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. That will do it for this week's episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues. Ned? Ned Ryerson? <laughs> Pack your bags. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.